20 and like our first couple years of marriage were definitely pretty hard not because they needed to be but because we made them hard sometimes there's a choice between something good and something good not something bad <laughs> and something good not something right and something wrong i like this quote i don't know i think i might have made it up but it's okay to be mediocre at something sometimes <laughs> like we can't always be the best and like it kind of goes back to your thing we can't always be just on the top of the world in every area of our motherhood and our housekeeping and everything all the time and there's right. seasons of life and it's okay sometimes like Yes, maybe you were a mediocre housekeeper, but you were an amazing mom today because you took time for yeah. your kids. A little, I'm a little bit proud of my business. Little, little business. <laughs> a little bit proud of your little business. Yes. I love how we run to the other room and quickly change into something else to make it look like it's another day. <laughs> yeah, it's a new day. Hey, hey, it's a new day. We're ch channeling your inner grandpa chic. Yes, we are. This is very grandpa. I can't believe I'm wearing a sweater vest, but I love it. So. We just came off from filming a very fun episode. If you guys missed it, um, definitely go watch our last Honey, I'm Homemaker. Um, yeah, we had a really fun. fun discussion about the what's in store yeah. and what we've just come through. And anyway, so yeah, today's topic is something I can't believe we're filming. Yeah, because we already filmed it. Is that why you can't believe oh, that's, it? <laughs> yeah, that too. This should go really well. We filmed this like a whole month ago, so I feel like it's it's new material kind of. It, you I and your cute it. boots yeah. and me and my stripy comfy socks. I like those socks. They match <laughs> your skirt. Oh, man. I don't know. I feel like cozy socks is becoming like a personality trait of mine. Yeah. Oh, man. Anyway, but yeah, so we'll try this again, take two. But no, the reason I was saying I can't believe we're filming this one is because how are we old enough to say like 20s in the past tense? Yeah. 20 things we learned in our 20s. Oh, and yeah. for me, it's old, I mean, it's old news for me. I've been no, 30 you're for barely not in your 20s. Two year, or, yeah, almost. I'm 31. And yeah, a half. so you, are, yeah, I was gonna say. So, do you even remember how you celebrated your 30th? Yeah, I remember it. Yeah, it wasn't. <laughs> I mean, it was fun. But did you end up going on a trip then later? Kind of. Um, I'm trying to think. That was a long time ago. 2021. You had some sad things happening. Yeah, that, that the week of was kind of depressing. But my husband had planned a like a group outing date night and that happened the week before so that was really fun there was no sadness yet at that point and then we did go to texas but that was a year later for kind of like for his birthday and then we had our 10-year anniversary too oh we went to mexico the next year so yeah. we didn't do anything like right on my birthday but we've done quite a bit of traveling in the last year so, How did you feel like on when you went from 29 to 30? Like, do you remember? Like, was that a big deal for you? I made it a big deal. I did. Like, I, ma I made it a big deal of like, you know, you only turned 31. So you might as well get all the celebration in that you oh, can. Oh, that way. Yeah. I see. No, like I made a big deal about it, you know, because. Yeah, as you should. Yeah. No, but it wasn't like. You know, Mennonites don't make a big deal about birthdays like the rest of the world no, does, I don't think. I wasn't, you don't throw money around as much either no, on it. No. I wasn't like sad, really. I mean, it was the end of an era. Okay. Yeah. It just, everything feels so poignant. I just, I just turned 30 like three days ago and I'm just like still wrapping my brain around it. I just, I just had to say that out loud for the first time ever. Yeah. It definitely like hits different. You know, like I'm a 30 year old woman. I mean, it's, it does like. You know how you have to write a new year at the beginning of every year? You have to get, takes a while to get used yeah. to it. Like I have been writing the digit with a two first. For the last for ten like, years, yeah, 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 it's crazy. So it is a big change, I think, and that's fine. It's uh, a big yeah, whatever, but yeah, I feel like there's so many things I learned in my twenties that I'm excited to take into my thirties. Like I have that under my belt, things that hopefully I've learned once and for all. <laughs> right, you can only hope. <laughs> Probably not going to happen. Well, I think you live so much from twenty that's to twenty. The other like, thing, 
everything. Yeah. I mean, even for everyone, like so many big things happen. From 20 to 30, just hopefully not, even not the same much person. changes. Yeah. No, from 20 to 30, oh, 20, but then 30 yeah, yeah. to 40, it's like even anybody who's like, let's say an 80 year old is looking back from 20 to 30 usually is like a lot bigger of a leap than 30 right. to 40 or everything any other decade. Changes. Everything does. Yeah. I don't know. Although, do you think 40 to 50 is also like a big jump? Because I feel like for my mom, she had like little kids and stuff. She was she was pregnant at 39. Yeah, true. You know? Yeah. And then by 50, she has married kids. And then, like, yeah, that's and a then 10 year gap. So, yeah. And grand, yeah. You can go from being pregnant to being a grandma in, in the, 10 years. Yeah. Well, some people do it the same week. <laughs> you know, there's true. moms that are having babies while they're. Yeah. But you know. that's true. That could be another big jump. So anyway, so did we, did we learn anything in our 20s? I, guess I sure did. <laughs> so should we just like kind of spitball back and forth yeah, I and think kind so. of whatever feels natural? Yeah. <laughs> this one's not as much of like a living room conversation because we had to like prepare. Oh, do prepare. we want to do a recipe first? Yeah, we got to do our recipe. Yeah. Goodness, we forgot. What, 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 let's We're hear it, Jada. Okay. So for my recipe, I'm sharing another family favorite and it is called Judy Brew. It is basically, I think my mom invented the recipe because she sent me a picture of it from a cookbook and the, the by said Judy Burkholder. I mean, her name is Judy. I mean, the name is in the title. Yeah. Yeah, but it wasn't called Judy Brew in the cookbook. It was called Glazed Sausage Balls. Okay. So she makes these glazed sausage balls. And then to that, she adds cut up hot dogs, smokies, sausage, like little rounds of sausage. I think that's it. And then there's a sauce that goes on it and it's delicious. And she's well known for it. She takes it to like potluck dinners and things. But I think it also makes like a great appetizer. Even just the meatballs, stick a little toothpick in them. Um, it's just an easy thing to make to take a covered dish somewhere. Or I think it doubles as a good appetizer too. So I will share the recipe. Fam fave. Oh my word. Like, sorry. Pet peeve of mine. We go somewhere and it's like two people brought a meat. Right. You know, I so, try to often, as much as possible, bring a meat if I can. It's a good one because it has hot dogs in it, which are cheap, but it's not all hot dogs. So it's it's a good one. It goes a long way, too. And kids love it, too. Yeah, kids so. love it. So it's a, it's a really good option. Awesome. Well, for this time of year, if you're trying to get your kids to eat more vegetables, I feel like, you know, it's the season for roasting and all that stuff. But at the end of the day, my kids and my husband, their favorite vegetables are either salads or like a veggie tray so I th often think we think of veggie trays in the in the summer but mm -hmm. I don't know I'm I'm loving them this time of year and so I just wanted to include my favorite um, veggie dip down below I call it what extra special veggie dip or something I don't know it has like the dip itself is not healthy but it is a necessary evil to get you know broccoli and carrots is it the one with the cheddar kids. cheese powder yes cheddar cheese powder one. sour cream um you can get cheddar cheese powder at Walmart I believe now um but I always buy it at the Amish Bulk Food Store. Yeah. So, yeah, we're blessed with all, having all that around us. Um, and there's actually some sugar in it, too. Feel free to omit that. But it's, it's marvelous better. with it's, potato chips. It's better with it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. It's kind of a merging of a couple of different recipes. So I don't know who gets the credit for it. I, yeah, I'll link that down below, too. It's already on my website. <sighs> what did you learn? 20 things that you learned in your 20s. What do you want to start with? Okay. I learned as we sit here looking Why like 80 year old grandpas. I can't get a bird turtleneck in our, our vest. <laughs> oh man, can you link yours? It's so cute. With yes, I can link the vest and the dress. I think. Okay, yeah. I can link my sweater and my top, but my skirt is from Inherit. It's cute. But I then like the that. other two pieces are, yeah, from Amazon. So I'll link those. So I learned in my 20s how to manage a household. First, I learned how to do that while working a full time job when it was just the two of us. And then I learned how to manage a household while also being a stay-at-home mom. So I think, you know, going from a 19-year-old or however, you know, living off your mom's cooking to managing a whole household is a feat. 
Yeah, you know, I never think that that's something you should celebrate, but it is true. Like, we both got married in our 20s. Mm-hmm. Like, 20, right? I think I was 21. Yeah, okay. I was 21. Okay. Eric was 20. Just so, though. But, yeah. Yeah. I think that's definitely something that I'm still learning. But, yeah, exactly. Like, I wouldn't have had any idea at the beginning. It does take, like, some forethought, I think. Yeah. Like, I mean, sure, you can just get thrown into it, which is what happened to both of us. You know, you just figure it out and then. I do think our mothers prepared us pretty well. Yeah, it's true. I didn't know how to do laundry. (laughs) My mom didn't let us touch her washer and dryer. (laughs) She's like, the maintenance bills are too expensive. She's not going to even risk it. That's funny. We had to fold our own stuff, but she ran the washer and dryer. Yeah, I learned, I guess along with that, I'll just put in, I learned that routines are your best friend. Don't reinvent the wheel if there's something that um, works. And, um, yeah, just do that over and over again. I'm thinking particularly, like, getting out the door and stuff with three little kids. If your children know what to expect and they know what to do and they know where their stuff is is at and, you know, it can go so much more smoothly. You don't have to bark ten orders. You can just say, get your coats on and get in the van and they know all the stuff they need to do, socks, shoes, everything else. Yeah. Um, Yeah, because I feel like that's when I get to be a bad mom when I'm, like, nagging and, like, say this and then this and then, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever. So, yeah, if you can come up with routines mostly centered around getting out the door, bedtimes, mealtimes, pick up the toys times that kind of thing um it gives back in dividends is that what they say I'm not a tax guy so I don't know (laughs) one thing I learned that I maybe wish I wouldn't have had to learn but in a way I am glad I did learn was what grief feels like I've walked through two miscarriages in my 20s and one in my 30s and yeah I learned I had a really good childhood you know no one close to me died nothing sad happened really um I didn't know what grief felt like and I definitely learned that in my 20s and it was very much of a growing experience and a learning experience and I'm able to now empathize with other people who have that kind of grief so yeah learned a lot about what that feels like and I'm, I'm grateful for learning that I think I can say that we went through it so yeah I mean I always say like I I don't want to go back and rewrite my story it is what it is and if I can learn from it great so I think something that a lot of people will say they learned in their 20s, so I'm not really reinventing the wheel here either, but it's just like confidence and not necessarily caring about people's opinions as much or maybe caring about them, but holding them with less weight. Um, people are going to have their opinions and you can live by other people's opinions or you can just do what you want to do. Like I know like starting my YouTube channel, I didn't ask anybody's permission except my husband's. I mean, we discussed it together or whatever. And I just, I didn't tell anybody about it. I just went and did it. I was like, by the time they ever discover it, hopefully I'm like, so far down the road that it's like yeah I've been doing it for so long but Mm -hmm. anyway I don't know like I think that was one thing stepping out and not I I don't really think that it's necessarily something I learned but I kind of grew into it until I see like these younger girls that are so (laughs) insecure and like worry about what everybody else thinks like I have little sisters and stuff and I'm always I always am telling them you're just not that important (laughs) which sounds so crass and so rude but like it's true. Yeah, it's so true. Like, people are thinking about themselves. Like, you know, when you take a picture and there's a big group picture and you tip your phone over for everybody to look at, they're looking at themselves. Like, let's just be honest. Right. You know, it's just the human nature of things. So if they don't like what you're doing, they're going to think about it for two seconds and move on. I mean, you need to have the approval of God, of course, and, you know, if you're married, a spouse or something. But um, I don't know. I think sometimes if you ask too many opinions and get too many thoughts, cooks in the kitchen, whatever – um it just muddles things up and you're just trying to find maybe an exit strategy to get out of what you think you're supposed to do or whatever I don't know so yeah just have the confidence to be who you are everybody needs one of you we don't need two of you or two of somebody else you know I learned that houseplants are kind of cool I mean it's (laughs) trendy now but I used to roll my eyes at that but there's something about having something living and green 
not always thriving but <laughs> anyway i i like them so that's been a change yeah i feel like they've also come into vogue over right, the last right. several years too but yeah i agree Something else I've learned is that don't be afraid to be the one with the extra large, uh, uh. the oversized suitcase. <laughs> I have been known to, yeah, I'm always the one with the big suitcase. And for years it was always because I only had one size suitcase. It was huge. And so I'm like, well, if I'm taking this big suitcase, I'm just going to fill it up with all the stuff. And I've been teased merciless, mercilessly by, well, then she you. thinks if she brings this stuff, she better wear this stuff. So she'll outfit change five times a day just to like wear all her clothes. That was back I when your mom was still doing do the laundry. Yeah. I was going to say, I don't know if I do that as much now. No, anymore, that was back when we were kids. Yeah. You would think that it would got worse if I'm trying to like take Instagram pictures and stuff. But I, I guess I'm the type of person that goes on a vacation and then forgets to take any Instagram pictures and then gets annoyed later. Because yeah. it's like, I was there. I mean, did it even happen? Did it even did? happen? Yeah, I know. Oh, man. But yeah. So you could be the friend that has all the stuff, the emergency things. If somebody needs something or they need a jacket or bring the extra food. Somebody's going to eat it somewhere along the line. I don't know. Um, and if somebody teases you about it, just they'll be the one coming to you when they're in a pickle. When they need an extra <laughs> pair of underwear. <laughs> <laughs> just don't come ask me for my toothbrush i don't pack two of those <laughs> gross oh my word what? my birthday trip we went to brooklyn yeah i didn't even talk about what we did for my 30th birthday but yeah we went to brooklyn and um you i went to get toothbrush. my tooth no i went to get my toothbrush and it was already out it was already wet i was like what is this i have like these cute toothbrushes from target the one is white with gray bristles and the other one is white with white oh, bristles I have those same ones yeah he's like I'm like, Josh, why did you use my toothbrush? He's like, I used my toothbrush. So he's been using I'm it. I'm like, what? He's I been like, using how long, how long have you thought this was your toothbrush? <laughs> I was like gagging as I'm saying this. And he's like, that's, you told me mine's the one with the gray bristles. I said, no, yours is the gray one. I had a gray one too. Oh my word. I couldn't brush my teeth clearly. And I was like, well, if you just use the other one, he's never used that one. No, apparently. but I thought mine was packed and he thought his was packed. Cause there oh, was, so you only had one. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my word. Oh, that is funny. So we were going out for supper. And so I just didn't brush my teeth. I chewed some gum. And then later on, yeah, we got a toothbrush, a toothbrush acquired, but yeah, That's wow, hilarious. that was awful. We do. We're not the toothbrush sharing couple. I don't know if it bothers Josh, but it definitely bothered me. <laughs> I think I'd be a little grossed out. I mean, now that I knew it, gross. I can't unknow that. I'm right, sorry. Right, right. Yeah. So I also learned about a mother's love, thankfully, in my 20s. One of the best things I've learned. You will never not worry about them. That is also something I've learned along with that. Like, when I heard Jack's heartbeat for the first time, you know, in anticipation of that doctor's visit, I thought, once I hear this heartbeat... Like, it'll just be such a weight off. I won't worry about this baby anymore. Like, once I know there's a heartbeat, then... So naive, right? Like, <laughs> I heard that heartbeat that I was just worried about the next thing, the next milestone. Like, you will never not worry about your children. Or, yeah. So, and I think that just goes along with the deep love of a mother. So I was very pleased and honored to learn that in my 20s. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like, it's like I told Josh, I feel like... Life only started when we had some kids. Yeah, like, it's I don't true. Know. Um, I guess along with that, I'll just say that I learned that anxiety is a real thing. I had a friend growing up as a teenager that would often talk about like anxiety and I just couldn't sympathize at all. Like, I mean, she was on some medication and things and I was like, it sounded terrible, but I'm like, well, just tell yourself it's not true. <laughs> and then your heart will stop fluttering and like whatever else. It's just, no, it's not like, I mean, I didn't say that out loud. That's just maybe what I was subconsciously thinking. I don't know. 
Um, I mean, I believed her, but I just didn't understand. And like, I experienced that for the first time in my twenties and it was awful. And something I still come kind of in and out of from time to time. Um, I feel like once you have that first episode and you know, oh, that's anxiety, then like, you can identify it. You know, you notice it when it happens again. Like, whether it, I don't know. Like, because I've experienced all of a sudden have to go to the bathroom. You're not hungry. You're like, um, yeah. Your everything feels up in here instead of yeah anyway it's just not nice at all it feels like you're looking through life in a whole different lens and I don't know anyway so I've definitely haven't I don't have lots of tips and tricks on that or anything but I've learned that it is a real thing and that it, it's something that sadly even Christians deal with mm-hmm. I have learned that friendship is worth all the effort um I just appreciate and value the close friendships that I have so much and it does take effort. I mean, it takes effort to plan the girls' nights and the play dates, and I just don't want to take my friends for granted, and I want to continue to pour into their lives because they've given so much to me. They've been there for me through the hardest moments and some of my best moments, too. They've been there, and I just – it's worth all the effort. And sometimes – yeah, sometimes – especially as adults. Fr- adult friendships take effort sometimes. They're not as easy as when no, it's just not. like my three best friends are sit beside me in homeroom. And, you well, know. your friends are your life when you're teenagers. Like that is hanging out with your friends. Like that is your life. When you're an adult, your family is your life. So the friends – they it's almost second and it should be yeah you shouldn't be laying in bed at night texting your friends like you did when you were a teenager right exactly it should be second to your family but I still think that it is so important and I think my friends in some ways define who I am or they influence who I am and good friends are so important and I have very good friends and so I just want to continue to remember that they are worth it yeah that's a topic we've thrown around talking about at some point for an actual like 40 minute episode sometimes so I don't know is that something you'd be interested in or if we did talk about it what 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 should we talk about in regards to friendship um because it's definitely more of a delicate thing I feel as you're an adult and like your friends are becoming adults and like I feel like do you feel like your friendships have changed a lot in the last 10 years or are, are you surprised how many friends you still have that you had when you turned 20? I am amazed how many of my close friend groups I went to kindergarten with. Like, wow. honestly, it's, yeah. Proximity is a lot, too, <laughs> yeah. you know? Like, I never thought that I'd be friends with these same people. And maybe we weren't, like, you go through phases, too. Like, some years we yeah. weren't as good friends. But, yeah, most of my really close friends were high school friends for sure. And some of them go all the way back to kindergarten. Yeah. And the friends that are the real gems are the ones that you can like pick up again. Even yeah. If it's been a little bit or whatever. Like, I feel like we saw each other all summer long, like all the time. And then like winter, fall and winter came and sicknesses came. Yeah. Like, it's I, been yeah, a while. It's been a little bit. Um, I've learned to never sleep on the couch. Um, this is maybe a little vulnerable, but we, I got married at 20 and like our first couple years of marriage were definitely pretty hard not because they needed to be but because we made them hard josh and i both have like stronger personalities which i've learned that god can really use that too um it it can be a very good thing but at the same time like we would get mad and we get over it you know no big deal but um i often would go like not often but periodically i would get so hopping mad at him i'm like i am not laying in bed beside this man (laughs) and i would go sleep on the couch and um that's not even an option anymore um i've never done that in this new house i don't know so that's at least been three years I'm sure it's been before that I don't know I just decided that's not an option so you know what now 
even when we're mad at each other, if we go to bed, like, I don't believe in staying up to all hours, hashing something out, even if you're a little, I never go to bed mad at him, but like, you know, kind of peeved or whatever. I feel like it's hard to go to bed mad at your husband, like truly mad, knowing they have to drive in their vehicle off to work the next morning and you might not see them again. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I might be peeved at him. We might not have thing, everything resolved, but I'm still putting my ice cold toes on his leg and I'm still going to cut off the side of him and, and go to sleep. So um, I definitely don't think you should start that. If you haven't started it, don't start it. Sleeping on the couch never resolves anything. Yeah. And he never knew I was on the couch. He was just snoring. <laughs> oh, no, he doesn't snore, but he's laying in his bed sleeping. He I tried know. it a couple times and I got carried back to bed. Oh, <laughs> like, Eric so he does not know. allow it. <laughs> is he the cuddler then too? Yeah, more so than I am probably. Okay. Cuddling so. sometimes makes me claustrophobic and I kind of hate that, but it's just like <laughs> the nature of the I just beast. I mean, I like it for a little bit, but I'm the first one to roll break over. away. Yeah, I just, <laughs> it's not... But yeah, the putting your toes on it, my like, I'd do that. That's that's okay, <laughs> especially if you're peeved. <laughs> yeah. I have learned that everyone does things differently in motherhood, in housekeeping, in relationships, in schooling preferences. There is not always a right and wrong, a black and white. You can do something differently, and you can both be right. Sometimes there's a choice between something good and something good, not something bad, <laughs> and something good, not something right, and something wrong. It's okay if not everyone does things the way you do. But I think some people can come across sometimes, well, this is how I do it. And they're like trying to impose A lot their of people come you. across that way. Like, okay, that's great. That works for you. I do, you're not raising my exact three kids exactly. or whatever. You know, you're not coming at it yeah. with my sleep needs. Like I need sleep or like, you know, whatever. Yeah, so yeah. it's awesome to hear other people's ideas and stuff. But spit out the bones and take what works for you. Yep. Definitely, definitely. You know, this is really fun. I was really annoyed when we couldn't use that first take. Yeah. But like, I don't know. Are I'm you not, having fun? I'm not bored because I don't remember what I said I the last time. I thought it would be so boring going over back. again. I'm like, oh, I remember I said that last time. I don't want to say that yeah. this time. I mean, how often whatever. do you rehash the same conversation? With your yeah, friends? I don't mind it. <laughs> I'm having fun. Anyway, I, another thing I've learned is that minivans are nice. Um, I'm not going to shout that from the rooftops because it's kind of embarrassing even that I say that, but... Yeah, I've learned that in my 20s. The minivans are nice. I was never the type of person that was going to be like, we will never get a minivan. Because deep down, I knew that someday we were going to get a minivan. We were all going to get a minivan. Even my friends that were saying minivans are so dumb. Guess what? They all have a minivan yeah. too. So. And we all hate how much we love them. <laughs> That's so true. Hate how much I love it. I love mm -hmm. that. I learned that somebody will always have nicer things than you. Somebody's always going to have a nicer minivan. <laughs> Josh and didn't think it's so. It's okay. Like, you might have the nicest of one thing, but you can't have the nicest of everything. And there's really no need to try. I mean, somebody's always going to have something nicer. Someone's always going to be better at something than you are. Just learn to be okay with that. You'll as soon as you're on the top, you'll be there for 30 Someone seconds. Someone will knock you down. And it's almost <laughs> dangerous to, like, taste being at the top because then you know what it was like. And you're not there anymore. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I can't identify necessarily. But, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I have down here, don't wallow in hard things. I think that's something I've learned. It's like I tell my kids, troubleshoot. You know, um, if something is not working, you're really frustrated. Every Sunday morning, you're just like sitting in the vehicle stewing and like, wow, I was a bad mom this morning again. You know, be creative, troubleshoot, think how you can like be proactive and think of a step by step, not a solution, but a way to better the situation and maybe ask for advice or look into it. Do some research. I feel like sometimes we get out of school and we forget that, you know, you can research stuff too. Yeah. Um, so yeah, don't wallow in the hard. Sometimes there is just hard. You can't do anything about It's just is what it is. But sometimes there's things in our control that we just don't even think to try to improve. So yeah, that there's something that you find yourself consistently being annoyed about or like, it's just 
a pain point, yeah, look into it. Yeah. I learned about birdies, nine irons, double bogeys, and par. <laughs> in other <laughs> words, we were thrown into the world of golf. Yeah. Um, a moment of silence for all the golfing wives. <laughs> yeah. Solidarity. <laughs> I actually don't hate it. I'm very glad that Eric has a hobby that he loves. I went with him the other month in Texas and like he was almost a different person on the golf course. Like just so like he said the same thing over and over again when he got excited about something. I forget what it was. I was like, yeah, you told me that. (laughs) I don't know. It's just like a little boy almost. And it it was very nice to see. I really enjoyed it. Like, I feel like grown men don't get passionate about stuff as often as when they're, yeah. like, younger. So it is fun. Yeah, and it reminded me of, like, the skateboarding days when he was all into his skateboarding and just so passionate about it. And that's that's who I fell in love with. So it was really cool to see him in his element again. And I, it, Yes, we do complain about it, and it gets annoying sometimes. And sometimes I do feel like he maybe overdoes it a bit. But overall, I think it's been a good thing for him. And therefore, if it's a good thing for him, it's a good thing for me. And, like, we were talking about this, too. Like, I feel like our – I mean, we were born cousins. I mean, we were practically – our moms were always together as yeah. baby when we were babies and everything. But, like, I feel like we rekindled a friendship yes. kind of over the golf thing. Like, guys are off golfing. What are we going to do? Yeah, or like whatever. Definitely. So, I'm like, what if Josh was golfing with somebody who <laughs> that you didn't like? <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't have any wife at all or, yeah. like, no fun wife. No, I don't yeah. think we would be as close as we are now if it was not for golf. Would this podcast exist if it was not for golf? Uh, that, that, that's a stretch. <laughs> I, don't <know. laughs> I don't know. I don't know. That's true, though, because we use it as a bargaining chip. Kind yeah, of. we do. Like they because go- they, we always watch the kids and they go golfing. And so we're like, we can like do it without guilt. We can chat in front of a microphone like, yeah, once a month and not feel guilty. So yeah, maybe it's all because of golf. Don't tell them <laughs> don't that, tell though. Them. <laughs> um, I have down. Sometimes you have to let go of something. For the importance of something else, I'm not going to touch on that too much. We talked about it in our last podcast a lot about, um, like, I like this quote. I don't know. I think I might have made it up. But it's okay to be mediocre at something sometimes. <laughs> like, we can't always be the best. And, like, it kind of goes back to your thing. We can't always be just on the top of the world in every area of our motherhood and our housekeeping and everything all the time. And there's right. seasons of life. And it's okay sometimes, like... Yes, maybe you were a mediocre housekeeper, but you were an amazing mom today because you took time for your kids or whatever. So that's just fine. Yeah. I learned that a thing that is cleaned will not stay clean. I mean, when my mom cleaned the house, I didn't really care if it was dirty two hours later. But when I cleaned it, it had better stay clean for at least 30 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) And it just doesn't. I mean, it just, you know, (laughs) if you know, you know. You know, yeah, exactly. Um, I learned the beauty of the Notes app and the Google Calendar, especially I'm very ADHD-ish, unlike Jaina here, and like my thoughts are always flighty and stuff. So if I have a Google Calendar and my Notes app, I use my Notes app all the time. If you guys are not using it, almost every phone comes with one or download one that you love or there's aesthetic ones out there too, but I mean, I'm using it right now. But I use it for everything, for like when my kids say something cute, for a grocery list, for, I mean, just about anything. Yeah, um, it sounds I like a stupid too. little hack, but... I didn't use that like in the first probably half of my 20s. So I learned in my 20s that I could make my hobby of sewing into a little side business and have a hobby that actually generated some income instead of hemorrhaging it like (laughs) like golf. Yeah. Okay. Are we talking about golf? I don't know. Let's stop. (laughs) It's a four letter word for a reason. It's a four letter word for a reason. Anyway. They could be like like tractor pullers. You know how much that or motocross like the stock car racing nascar yeah and at least it's a safe hobby like they're not gonna 
hurt themselves too bad on the golf course. So mm-hmm. anyway, Josh yes. throwing his nine iron around. Might be <laughs> yeah, beware of Josh's irons getting hurled. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I love sewing and it is such a joy to sew pretty things for other people. I, I really enjoy it. I think it's amazing. What you, like, I think I would get you don't you don't get bored of it. Like, no, I don't. Because you always have a different. Fa- I don't. There's I, always me, a different like, show to watch while you sew. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> or a different audiobook. Multitasking yeah. is finest. Yeah, I I don't know. And there's always pretty fabric. There's always a different fabric. Or yeah, I don't know. I do I do really love it. And I, I guess I just am a boring person because yeah, I don't get bored. No, of it. <laughs> that's that's awesome. I, it's called faithfulness. Yeah, I I'm actually kind of amazed how long I have been doing it. Like people. I don't know. Some people that I don't know really well, it seems like every time I see them, they're like, so are you still sewing? I'm like, yeah, don't plan on stopping. Yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> like, like been a decade. They're just like waiting for me to give it up, I guess. Yeah, so funny. But it's been, I don't know, five, five years, four years at least. Yeah. Hey, that is really cool though, because like I remember you used to make all kinds of little knickknacky things and like, you know, they weren't money makers, but you're having fun and yeah. you're learning. Like, didn't you used to make like little, you used to like piece little quilt patches. I did that for stuff. a while. I crocheted for a while. I made custom dresses and things. I did do dresses for a little, for a little bit. bit, but. But yeah, God can take something that you enjoy. And if you're maybe needing some money or a side hustle, you can probably monetize it in some way, yeah. possibly. Yeah. Um, I didn't plan to. Like, I didn't think I could, but it just kind of gradually grew into that. So yeah, a little. Pr- I'm a little bit proud of my business. Little little business. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit proud of your little business. Yes. I do have a few more on my list, but maybe I'll just pick this one instead. You can be just as happy in a small house as a large house. In my 20s, I had the chance to move from a large farmhouse to our little rancher, and now we moved to our home here. That's like double of what our little rancher was. Um, and you know what? I was happy for different reasons in my little house than my big house. You know, um, it's way more to clean with a big house. Lot, and you can't have every nook and cranny looking just how you want it and everything aesthetic. Whereas if you have like a smaller apartment or something, I feel like you can put more time into every space and you only allow into your home what you love and what looks like pretty to you. But then also I love the big house for like hosting and things like that, um, even though it's just never it's never all clean at the same time. So I would just say wherever you're at in life, um, I know we are all in different situations and spaces and stuff. Um, look at the good angles of it because there's I've experienced good things at a small house and a large house. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Very true. Okay. So at the end of every episode, we've been trying to encourage you guys to have one takeaway from the episode or something you learned, something that inspired you. An action step. <laughs> yeah. So we thought we should also be doing that because, like I mentioned in the last episode, these conversations are very inspiring and fulfilling for us, too. So this one, we thought we would talk about um, what we want to see grow in our 30s or what we want to work on in our 30s. So that when we're 40, we can do an episode of things we learned in our 30s. And it can be <laughs> so good and so inspiring for everyone. Are we still going to be here? Yes. Are you guys still going to be here? We're going to be on a stage. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> we'll take it one episode at a time. Yes. Anyway, that's kind of a... Yeah. So in my 30s, I feel like in my 20s, we got our family started. A lot of my time and effort is focused on my children, babies for a lot of those years. Surviving. So, surviving. Yeah. So in my 30s, I hope I want to make my marriage a priority so that when I'm 40, I can look back and say, wow, the last 10 years have been great for our marriage. It's Our marriage is in the best place that it's ever been. So that is something or my goal for my 30s. Wow. And like 10 years sounds like a long time, like a big thing, but it's going to be just a lot of little things yeah, strung together exactly. over 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think for myself, there's a lot of ways I could go with this, but one thing I definitely want to 
become stronger in in my 30s is I feel like I was a baby Christian kind of in my 20s. And now that I got kind of the meat, not not the meat and bones down, like I didn't get the I didn't get the fundamentals down, but like I want to stop drinking maybe so much milk and start to do maybe a little bit more like just looking into things more. Why like why I do believe what I do. Um, maybe finding verses for them, like studying some Greek. I know that sounds like kind of crazy, but that's the original, like the text of the New Testament and everything. Um, because the devil is out there like a roaring lion. False teaching doesn't look like blatant lies. You know, it looks so close to the truth. It's mm-hmm. just twisted. Um, and so if I'm going to be able to see the twisted truth, which is ultimately lies, I'm going to have to know what the truth looks like. You know, if I look at, if yeah, I just want to be in the word more, study it more, and maybe also look into some more like, I was going to say pop culture. That's not right. What is it? Current event type topics, you know, feminism and things like that and figure out what, like, I'm sure there's a few good things about feminism and stuff too, but like, where do I actually stand? And just becoming like, not arrogant and having like, this is the highway, but just be like being a student again. It has been a while since I was like in high school and Mm -hmm. stuff. And I just, yeah, I don't know. More Bible study, more of that kind of thing. Of course, there's so many other goals too in life, but. Yeah, That's, teaching Sunday school has forced me to do that, to yes. study actually instead of just consuming, just reading mindlessly. But yeah, so you should sign up to teach women Sunday school. <laughs> I have done that in the past and yeah, wow. It does it's force amazing you to study. what you can learn just by yeah. But no, I feel like I'm But you goal, can do it on your own. I was gonna say I'm very much a goal setter. Yeah, so you are. I, I you can do that. something, I will do it. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed this one. Thanks so much for being here, and we'll see you in the next one. Bye. Bye. Bye.